Mary Poppins, what is the meaning of this outrage? I beg your pardon? Will you be good enough to explain all this? First of all, I would like to make one thing quite clear. Yes. I never explain anything. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious If you say it loud enough, you'll always sound precocious Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Because I was afraid to speak when I was just a lad My father gave me nails a tweet and told me I was bad But then one day I learned a word to save me aching nose Welcome, unidentified flying oddballs, to Geek Salad episode 166, Song of the... Right, stop that. Silly. I'm a bit suspect, I think. <laughs> it's all about history, Andy. It's history. <laughs> just, just look at it this way. None of the people that made that movie are still alive. Yeah. Unless, some say it's a documentary. Not, unless some of the kids, I don't know if they're... No, dead. they're dead. Oh. They're all dead. Bobby Driscoll died in a ditch somewhere. True story. Uh, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. And today <laughs> we are talking all about Walt Disney Studios live action movies. <clears throat> My God, there's a lot of movies to talk about. The thing they are not known for. Well, there are some that they are known for. Let's be Reasons, honest. Let's, well, let's... The... In the overall big picture, the, yeah, their, their 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 success is very recent. Their 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 animated movies have far eclipsed well, their yeah. live action for quality. Because sake. that is just something that happens. Yeah. All right. Um. But there, I mean, there are tons of these. I mean, oh what, we God. we counted well over two hundred and fifty movies. Oh yeah, easily. Um. Versus the fifty-seven yeah. animated movies in the official canon. Now these are all the official. Canon. Um, yeah, we're not talking like Miramax. We're, we're not, not talking, talking Touchstone. Um, and the other thing too is we're also going to talk about movies where Disney p- applied the money, but they did not distribute. Because right. um, we noticed that looking at some of these lists, Dragon Slayer was fu- was financed by Disney but put out by Paramount. Well, it was financed by not, Disney and Paramount. And Paramount, right? And and we're not including distributed by Disney either, like right. Vista, like Marvel. Right. Or, no, it has to be Walt, Walt Disney, Disney Studios. Studios. Yeah. So essentially, it's all got to either have a castle in the front, or you know, however they used to do it back in the forties and fifties. Um, yeah, Disney. and also your 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 uh, awful VHS uh, coming attractions coming soon to theaters <laughs> from Walt Disney Pictures. Yeah, Disney had to have at least at least been uh, one of the production companies for it, and they also and have to be, have the, to be the, the, the the prime distributor of yeah. it, right? So, um, we're going to start with our kind of light uh, social media feedback. To be fair, we didn't really give We really didn't give Yeah, we, we did it until like yesterday. Yeah, so. actually we did it today. Oh. Yeah. Um, but last week I did put it out to the You Might Be a Disney Addict group, mm. um, which you can't put links on just due to their their rules. They're very so strict about they're that. They're very strict about that, as I, I became well aware recently, or not recently, but like over a year ago. Yeah. But I do say that I'm working on, I do say I'm working on a project, I need some help with that. Yeah. So in terms of movies that people wanted us to talk about, um, actually a good friend of mine, Craig Howard, brought up, how about 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? 
Oh, we'll talk about oh, that. Oh one. yeah, twenty thousand leagues. Well, why don't we talk about it now? Just to keep it in the is, in the mix, and then you know what? That that is a, actually a high quality Disney movie. That that was. I mean, what was it? Was a third or fourth movie that they made? Uh, yeah, I it mean, was in there. Yeah, it's 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 one of their first movies. It's one of their first movies too, where they had. Um, they had a very big cast. Oh, they had a... Oh, and they, have, I mean, they, had, they had an A, a list. James cast. Mason as Captain Nemo. Yeah, Lloyd Bridges. Lloyd no, Bridges. not Lloyd Bridges. I'm sorry. Uh, Kurt Douglas. Yeah, Kurt, Kurt Douglas. Kurt Douglas in is his in prime. And James he, Mason. I'd like to express our gratitude, Captain. We are grateful to be alive. I want none of your gratitude. You're all on the strictest probation. And I'd advise you not to attempt escape. You understand your position? Well, I don't know, Captain. Prisoner has a right to escape, hasn't he? That is correct. And a guest don't need to. So I guess that makes us a little bit of both, huh? <laughs> Consider that a fortunate compromise, then, Mr. Land. I tolerate no guests aboard the Nautilus, and you already know the fate of prisoners. You know, James Mason was just phenomenal in as Nemo. And just that squid. That... And the, the giant squid. Don't forget Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre is in it as well. Yeah, this is one of those movies that I remember as one of those, um, you know, those magical world of Disney Sunday night movies yeah. they would show every once in a while. But, like, when I was, like, five or six, my, my parents got this book of Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. And it was like just a kind of a big coffee table style book um, that was showing, like, you know, the history of it. It really... You can tell it was made in the, in the uh, 70s because they were talking about Walt's concept of Epcot. Oh, jeez. It's restricted gated community. And, um... <laughs> the, he never explicitly said that. Now, I understand that, but it was... It was, <laughs> it was an open secret, Mike. Seeing some of, the, some of the stills from the movie, like that big organ, mm. you know, that Nemo had in there. And it's, a, it's a... It is... It really is a, a wonderful movie. It's and a beautiful it's a, one too. It, it, it's, it's it's also the rides I miss the most at Walt Disney oh World. Oh God, yeah. Uh. It's well. The, th- the thing about the movie is, is they took the formula that works so well with their animated, is take somebody else's story, Disneyfy it, mm-hmm. make it their own. Right. Well, they didn't Disneyfy it too too much though. It's. It's pretty solid. I mean, it, no, it's a solid. No, in the sense a lot that of they, people the get sense, killed in this right. movie. No, but they, in the sense that they made it their own. Yeah, right. You know. Well, the interesting thing too is that there's actually still in the in the Disney, um, especially in the Disney parks, especially overseas, mm-hmm. there's still this huge love for Jules Verne. Oh, um, uh, I, I mean, I, 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 I bet you it, Disney Sea, they still have a Twenty Thousand Leagues on the Sea ride. Right. Well, they, I bet you, I bet you, you know, in the public consciousness, when people. When you tell somebody 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, they're going to think of the Disney movie. They're not going to think about Jules Verne. Yeah. Right. Which is the same thing with, like, what Disney does with the animated movies. Nobody knows, you know, nobody really thinks that um, The the Little Mermaid is a... Hans Christian (laughs) Anderson. Yeah. Exactly. Tragedy. Yeah, you try reading that one to your kids. Yeah. They always learn that very quickly. Uh, Craig also brings up Treasure Island. Walt Disney, whose artistry marked a new era in motion picture entertainment, now sets a new milestone with his first all-live action feature, Treasure Island, the story which thrilled 200 million readers throughout the world. Only Walt Disney could bring to realistic life and with such dramatic impact, Robert Louis Stevenson's memorable characters. Which is tech is one of the first official. It's the first official completely live action right. movie that, that they did, did not and include a, animation and right. a staple of Disney Channel in the early eighties. Oh when it first my came god, out. this movie is 
Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. This is a this is the thing Autumn wanted me to bring up that most of her 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 knowledge about a lot of these movies we're gonna talk about comes from the Disney yeah. Channel. Because like when I was growing up, Sunday nights was the magic, the wonderful world of Disney. Yep, so we get a movie that way, and a lot of the movies we're going to talk about there came from like the late sixties, early seventies. Um, but yeah, the Disney Channel well, I ran mean, the hell out of this one. Oh well, I mean, when I was when I first moved to uh, Acton and we got cable, you know, the Disney Channel was part of the basic cable package. Right. This movie and oh, a bunch of others that we that we'll get into. We're on heavy rotation. Yeah, but you gotta remember the early '80s. Disney's there was a there was a big fear that Disney wasn't gonna make it out of a decade. Right, and exactly. Actually, in eight in the '80s, I mean, if you look at like how many live action movies they made in the '70s, how many they made in the '90s, the '80s is not very much at all. It's light no, they, again because a lot of people right. Disney was a lot of people felt that Disney was on its last legs. It was an outdated institution. And the other thing too is that that's where we start seeing that those co productions, yeah, like Dragon Slayer. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, Little Mermaid didn't come out until 89, 89 and that's 89, what yeah. really kicked them in the pants. Right, exactly. But again, because of that, you had the Disney Channel, you had this heavy rotation of old 50s, 60s, 70s Disney movies. Yes. It was a perfect build because there was very little original programming in, on 80s Disney Channel. Yeah. yeah. You know, be, yeah, after... Pooh Corner, I think was about it. Yeah. After, yeah, after the morning, you know, when they did their Pooh Corner and a couple of the, the, the cartoons, you know, then, you know, after the Silly Symphonies... Yeah, I, I just remember when when we first got our VHS, um, we you know, we had tons of the Disney live right. action movies there, and we did have Treasure Island and we did have Twenty Thousand Leagues. I remember enjoying them both, but I definitely was more Twenty Thousand Leagues. Right, Treasure Island was good, but Treasure Island is dry it, it, it compared was. to Very, yeah. and, and well, no pun intended. It's a it's dry. Yeah, well, Twenty Thousand Leagues. I mean, it's it's an action movie. It's right. got cool effects. You know, you got this giant squid attacking a submarine. It was did, awesome. Did you guys ever watch the miniseries Return to Treasure Island with Brian Blessed as uh, as yeah, Long John Silver? I did. Autumn is obsessed with that one. We found some of the episodes on YouTube. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, YouTube. Okay. I love Brian Blessed, so oh, yeah, it's Brian, worth that. Yeah, you know, I, I, he. I saw him in a uh, MacGyver made for TV movie. Ah. And he was pretty good in it. Uh, Craig also brings up Swiss Family Robinson. Oh, yeah. Nobody's favorite ride at Disney World. And, well, it's not a ride. It's, it's not a ride. Through. It's an attraction. It's a climb upstairs. They were shipwrecked on a jagged, unknown reef. Have mercy. They were cast adrift in an angry, uncharted sea. Sharks! Sharks! flung ashore on a strange lost island that teemed with a thousand perilous dangers. Yet together, with a quiet kind of daring and a proud kind of courage, the Swiss family Robinson transformed this island jungle into an exciting tropical paradise. Uh, never, believe it or not, never seen this movie. That, that's another one that we wore out the video, the VHS of. We watched that one, I think... No, I still think I like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, um, but this one I like more than Treasure Island. My mother said that when she was a teenager, she worked at a movie theater for a little bit. She saw this movie about a thousand times. Yeah. Just because it was just there. That's back before VHS. You'd have to, like, they'd reissue movies all the time. Two, uh, two of the big Disney staples were in this one. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Kirk. Yeah. And, um, what was it? It is something Cochran. Uh, Let's see, Tom Cochran, Life is a Highway. No, he, he played the little kid in it. 
Oh, okay. But he was also in. He was also the little kid in Old Yeller. Oh, which geez. was also Tommy Kirk. Yep. Yeah, it was those two. Um, hmm. Damn, I got, I got, I'm going to look up his name. Go find that. I'm going to move on to Craig's next one. Okay. Uh, he also kind of likes Darby O'Gill and the Little People. King Brian, me old boy, I've got you at last. And I'm not going to let you go until you grant me the favor of three grand wishes. Wait now, wait now. Maybe we can talk this over. Will you have a pinch of snuff? Aye. And you blow it into me eyes. I'm up to all your dirty little tricks. You've gone too far. You'll get no wishes for me at all now. You'll either give them to me or else you'll answer to the church. I'll have Father be curse you with a blessing that'll shrivel you up in a minute. All right, then. Wish your wishes and be done with it. I've work to do at home. Ah, don't rush me. Don't rush you? Huh. Mean to say you're not going to wish for a crack of gold? I may in due time. Oh, my yeah. God, I remember yeah. that. was yep. a good one. This that is another, another one. That was another Disney Channel staple, especially around St. Patty's Right. Day. This is a funny one, too, because I keep forgetting Sean Connery's in it. Yep. Oh, yeah, and he sings in it, too. Oh, he God, does. yeah, he does. He, he, he doesn't have the best voice. No, no, he doesn't, as evidenced by Dragonheart. But, uh, Ke- Kevin Corcoran. Kevin Corcoran, okay. Yeah. Oh, and this was pre-Bond, too. Yeah, this yeah, was. Oh, yeah. This is, honestly, I think, what got him Bond. You think so? Probably not, but I'm just going to say, I, what, it wouldn't be nice to dream. <laughs> I, I, I love this movie, but... The banshee always scared everybody piss out of me. When that, I was is a, a that is a that is that is common consensus for for children I mean, watching. He this opens movie. the door and there it is. I'm like, oh shit! No. But again, yeah, you know, given given the time it was made, yeah, the stereotypes in it are just like, oh, oh, really? Yep. <laughs> no, that's not good. That's that's problematic. But uh, the thing with the Irish is, I don't think they cared. Back in the 60s, I don't think they were just happy that they were finally, um, they were finally getting allowed movies. to apply. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next up, Kate Raymond brings up a 1980s Watcher in the Woods. Something happened in these woods. Something that has never been explained. And it's happening again. Now. Did you hurt yourself? Oh, it's just a little cut. What sort of person are you? Sensitive? You sense things? The past pursues the present like a recurring dream. What began as a game ended when a young girl vanished into thin air. Yeah. Uh, oh. Now, Jonna had mentioned this, too. Yes. All yes. right, can you pull that up real quick? Yeah, I got her I got her line here. Gotcha. You, you want me to read her? Go ahead, go ahead. All right, uh, Jonna just posted this today. It says, uh, back in the 80s, we got Disney Channel on cable, and they were airing lots of the 60s and 70s live-action movies. I watched Babes in Toyland, The Shaggy Dog, Blackbeard's Ghost, Freaky Friday, Pollyanna, and The Parent Trap incessantly. <laughs> the Witch Mountain movies scared me witless as a kid until The Watch in the Woods took over. <laughs> I, I've actually never seen the watching the Woods. I haven't I've, I've, I've never either. So I don't know. And I mean, this I, was this was a heavy rotation Disney Channel movie too. I've seen the trailer though, and the trailer is it, it is, you know, until the and the black hole came out. This was easily the most freaky. Right. Exactly. Well, I, I know that it had like that 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 really deep in the woods. Oh yeah, and and, it, and um oh white meat, what, what dark was, meat, all of these. What was what was Thanks, the name Kevin. of the old woman in that one? I don't remember. Um, she was a fairly, fairly famous actress, actually. Angela Lansbury? No. Okay, take a look at it. Watcher in the... <laughs> Betty Davis? In the... Yes. Oh, yes, it, yes was. it was Betty Davis. Interesting. Betty Davis in full-on freaky-looking 
Betty Davis. Well, that was in 1979 when the movie was shot. Not hard to believe. <laughs> David McCallum was in it. Yeah. She was playing against type. <laughs> Kate also brings up uh, 1975's Escape from, to Witch Mountain and 1978's Return from Witch Mountain. Both uh, Wonderful World of Disney staples. Yes. Yeah. I, I, again, never seen them. I've watched... I've seen them with no real recollection of them at all. I remember I I watched um, Escape to Witch Mountain. That was a a pre-summer break uh, staple at school. Ah. Where they get the kids into the cafeteria and we'd all watch a movie. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I I, I, I have fleeting memories of these movies. I just remember, you know, essentially every every special effect involving the kids involves someone just turning blue, and then <laughs> and that and that wonderful it's, rotoscope. It's, yeah. the, it's the Disney version of the Children of the Corn. Yeah, and then uh, Jessica Lair brings up uh, the Journey of Natty Gan, which we just actually recently watched. That was a good movie. I, I, I remember seeing that, that on um, uh, Wonderful World of Disney, starring Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Pat Oswalt, uh, yeah. Meredith Salinger, um, and John Cusack. In a not at all creepy relationship. When does this movie come out? Uh, eighty five. Hmm. Yeah, it's one of those movies where it was, it was made on the cheap. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean it's a decent movie of just about this girl during the depression who's just trying to get reunite with her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I I haven't seen it since probably I saw it on One for World of Disney. But yeah. I do remember enjoying it. Yeah. No, we we borrowed it from the library. And we really, um, we really enjoyed it a lot. Um, it, it definitely looks like an '80s movie. A lot definitely of looks like long an shots, 80s lot of Disney ADR. Um, and then uh, Jessica also brings up Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. <laughs> this is the one about the diving horse. <laughs> Isn't this like a more recent one? 1990. Yeah. Really? Yeah. This was. I thought it was like 2006. This was one of those movies that I remember very. Hey, Little Mermaid gave us made us some money. <laughs> yeah. Let's make a movie about a diving horse. <laughs> I think it was 19. No, it was 1991. It was the same year The Rocketeer came out. Oh, great idea. Yeah. Black Coke. And um, I remember this movie came and went. Yeah. It like I remember like oh okay movie about a diving horse that's kind of stupid and then like maybe. Four months after its release, we got the poster. We put up the poster at the video store. It was like, oh yeah, whatever happened to that movie? <laughs> yeah, I I just remember hearing the title. That was it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so let's get on now. Thank you everybody who uh, got back to us. Yes. Uh, let's get on. So what we've done is we're gonna kind of break this up over uh, decades. To make things a little simpler. We're not going to cover every movie because we haven't seen half of them. No, we haven't seen half of them. And I'll be honest with you, there are certain things in here I put on like our discussion list that are going to garner maybe less than a minute's worth of discussion just yeah. because I have something funny to say about them. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's just get started with uh, the 1940s. Oh, God. All right, we got to do this. Song of the South. Pull the Band-Aid uh, off. Oh, you ripped right that. Rip, yeah, uh, I did. Band-Aid right off, Yeah, Mike. I did. Uh, howdy, Baron. Where'd call my name? Oh, uh, 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 hello, Uncle Remus. Here's to me that you was in a powerful bad mood to go to the party. I ain't going to no party, because I ain't going to be here. I'm going to leave this old place. You mean you was leaving your old briar patch? That I is. The place where you was born and raised? That I 
live. You mean leaving for good? Back up. Ow! Now, see that? That old brow patch ain't brought me nothing but trouble. Ow! And more trouble. Have any, have either of you guys ever seen Song of the South? You've seen it. I shamelessly raised my hand. Oh my god. No, no, you shamefully. Shamefully, yeah. No, shamefully. You, you, you had a shamefully. lot of shame going on. I, yeah, yeah, I was, I'm All very right. ashamed. I, I when, did, when did you see it? Uh, again, 1983, 84 on Disney Channel. Okay, yep. Oh, that's back before, wow. you know. We, it was Reagan's before we changed America. our mind about black people. It was Reagan's America. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The CIA was giving out crack in the streets of LA, all right? Yep. Yeah, I it, was I was just watching the uh, my Disney uh, documentary, the... Um, the one about Walt Disney, the yeah, the, the, the American Masters, yeah, yeah, and basically they said like, like yeah, yeah um, Disney you know had the script and uh, these um, you know the NAACP came up to him and said you probably shouldn't make this movie. He's like yeah okay let me let me take that into consideration. I'm gonna I'm gonna it. write that down in my imaginary typewriter. Yeah, and then he made it. Yeah, yeah. and then he premiered it in one of the most racist states at the time, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, guess who wasn't uh, wasn't invited? James Basket. The oh, he's, a, he's a star. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he played. He was Uncle Remus. Uncle Remus. He was uh, not invited. Oh god. Oh, because, well, no, no. It wasn't. He wasn't invited. He couldn't go into the theater because the black it, the black it, segregation. Were yeah. Um, I if I'm not mistaken too, I believe that when he was given his honorary Oscar, he had to make sure all the dishes were clean first before he was allowed to accept his award. Oh. Yeah. Um. Do you have any memory of this movie, good or bad, or just that you can actually say at one point in your life you saw it from start to finish? I I, I, I can say that, and I, I just remember it's just it, it felt off. It just is like something about it, like this doesn't seem right. <laughs> just something about this doesn't. I guess part of it too is also because at the time of school we were learning about the Civil War. Oh yeah, exactly. When I watched it, so I was like, just this doesn't feel right. This is not Around right. The- this is around the same time when our friend Matt McCarthy had to do a uh, History Day diorama. Oh, took, I remember that. I remember you telling me that. He took the LGN Hillbilly Jim uh, WWF figure with Beastman's whip from uh, Masters of the Universe. There's Junkyard Dog with his chain. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Nope. Don't worry about that. Everything I have heard about Song of the South is like, don't even bother looking this one out. Because even out of curiosity, every, it's still a shitty movie. It's a shitty movie, but just but every racist wrong thing you can ima- imagine. Happy happy slaves. Every racist stereotype you can imagine about Jim Crow era South mm-hmm. is in this movie. And it's like, holy sh- I mean, you, you, you know, when you're 10, 11 years old, you're like... Okay, you know, you look at oh look, pretty rabbits, huh? You know, pretty drawn rabbits and birds and yada yada yada. Yeah, exactly. And, and well, maybe you shouldn't have the all the all the black actors sing, you know, like the the old slave songs. Eh, let me take that into consideration. Yeah, sing. Oh my God! Eh, yeah. Well, not his, not his best moment. Now, if you did a, if you, I'm sure if also if you ran a word search of the kids' uh, dialogue, I'm sure the word "pickaninny" came up at more times <laughs> than oh, the kids' it's, dialogue it's, than. You know, um, how many it, references to cotton, picking cotton oh is in there? Oh my god! It's, you know, I mean, I mean, with the you know, with the with with the the benefit of thirty years on age and wisdom, hindsight, yeah, it's like oh my god, this is so awful. It's like when I watched Peter Pan for the first time, I was like, we I watched first the first time I watched Peter Pan, I was thirty five. Oh it, really? Watched it, watched it with so with uh, Sophia. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not thirty five, like late thirties. Yeah, Sophia. 
And I watched it, and I'm like, oh my god, we can't watch this anymore. This is, no, no, stop. Stop you, the presence. You know who I wish we had to talk about this one? Jim. Oh, Will. Oh, Will? Oh, god, yeah. Will what? <laughs> Will is the blackest man I know right now, and, uh... Oh, he... No. He, he, I think he, I think he'd be completely yeah. rip shit. This is just one of these movies, though. That like, yeah. I mean, sixty years of hindsight later. Yeah. I mean, but it, you know what? It's definitely, it's a, it's definitely a case study of the attitudes of the era, especially you know you, along with like Gone in the Wind, Gone with the Wind, and everything. Yeah, like it is very much a product of its era, and you know, yeah, like you said, with sixty years of hindsight, there is some pretty problematic. Things going on exactly, <laughs> exactly. Now the weirdest part about that is, is that pretty much after the the video moratorium mm-hmm. was put on in 1992, Walt Disney World opened Splash Mountain, which is themed to the tales of Brer Rabbit, Brer Fox, and Brer Bear. Oh. It's one of their most popular rides. Well, and not my, to me, huh? Not to me. I understand, not you. <laughs> to normal people, I um, like my lunch. Yeah. I like my stomach. Um, because when we, we joked Scarlet to it a couple of years ago, she's like, who are these characters? I'm like, oh, didn't you honey. To, didn't you have to explain it to the, uh... To the Brit behind us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is, uh, Song of the South. We, uh, don't, don't watch we don't, this we don't, we don't talk about it. We don't talk Which about it. Which is ironic, because the only, like, the only place you can get a DVD copy is in England, uh, right. Europe. And I think maybe it was more just a curiosity as to why we, you know, it's like, oh, by the way, if you don't know who these characters are, it's like, of course you know who these characters are. Um, which is interesting too because they have the frogs tell fo- the frog tell the story. <laughs> God, can you imagine that the Uncle Remus animatronic? Oh God, stop! <laughs> Let me go and tell you something about the time. All right, <laughs> uh, and then also in the 1940s, so dear to my heart, which I swear to God, if I didn't know any better, it was a Haley Mills movie, but it's not. It sounds like it, but no, it, it was another mixture. I mean, I guess they did. Include some animation in it, so it's not... It's not like a 80s teen pop song. Yeah, exactly. It it's was. it's just one of those movies. I remember it was a big... There was a number of these types of Disney movies that were very, very popular at Suncoast. I mean, there was... You could break down the popularity of a Disney live-action movie based on the kind of box it was it was sold in. If it was really popular, you got the white clam shell. Oh, you we know, had a bunch of those. You know, the box that doesn't fit in any of your shelves. Yeah. You um, still have a bunch of actually. Oh, I'm sure you do. Actually, at my in-laws' house, in what used to be my sister-in-law's room, there's actually a shelf of like all the animated, you know, the the Disney Diamond classics yeah. and all that stuff in the big fat clamshell. And then there were the other movies too that were essentially just the cardboard slip sleeve. Yep. Many of the movies we're going to be talking about today were cardboard slip sleeve. Oh yeah. The, the Walmart five dollar bin specials. Yep. One's like, eh, we don't care. Okay, so getting into the 1950s, we've already discussed Treasure Island, but The Sword and the Rose is essentially, it's a story, it's the tale of uh, King Henry VIII yeah. that has been historically scrubbed of any relevance and awfulness. So exactly how many wives Disney, Disney trying to do Shakespeare is basically what it is. Well, pretty much is Disney just trying to do a, um, excuse me while I open up this box, up this bag up here, um, a pretty costume drama. So how many wives did he head in that movie? I don't believe he he beheaded any of them. I think he was just trying to win the love of Anne Boleyn. <laughs> well, that worked out really well it, for him. For her, yes, yeah. it did. Um, also, in this, Johnny Tremaine. I love Johnny Tremaine. I think I that is a great movie. It. 
We watched. We read it in fourth grade, um, and after we read it, we we watched the movie. <laughs> they should call this book Johnny Deformed. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus. And then about ten years ago, Jesus. Autumn and I, yeah, Autumn and I watched it again, and it really it actually holds up. I mean, it looks like a movie that came from the nineteen fifties. But, uh, yeah, it's just a, an interesting Revolutionary War story. And now, you know, knowing more about, you know, Walt's obsession with that era. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, he, it, it he really... Loved that, he loved that story. Oh, my God. Well, that's what, you know, Yankee Corner USA and, and Disney World is. Hmm. Um, all right. I really feel like when you, when we actually talk about this, Mike, you need to drop the... Uh, you need to drop a gunshot after it. <laughs> Old Yeller. I saw this once on Disney Channel I, I, on a Sunday night. You can't night, watch this movie. And I was like, nope, nah, I'm done. You can't done. watch this movie more than once. No, I saw no. it once and I can't watch it again. If, if you do, there is something deeply psychologically wrong with you. Shirt unbuttoned, just rubbing your chest. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> I remember there was another movie that came out around the same time called Where the Red Fern Grows, where they also have to kill the dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean you'd swap me old yellow for this here horny toad? Well, now, that's a fine horny toad, and I want him bad. But on the other hand, he ain't hardly as big as a dog. Seems like I ought to get a little to boot. Like what? Well, I'll tell you how it is. Been in that cow camp, starving on my own cooking so long, I don't hardly throw a shadow no more. Now, if you could talk your mama into feeding me one big woman-cooked meal, why, I figure it and that horned toad would be worth at least a lop-eared yellow dog. Don't you? Well, I guess so. Where your feet are, Mama? I don't know if I've ever actually seen this one, like, all the way through. No, I, I have. I have. But yeah. this is like the trilogy of sad movies that adults can't watch. Old Yeller, Where the Red Fern Grows, and The Yearling. Well, I've never seen the other two. I, okay. I've got my own list of those. <laughs> But yeah, that, again, uh, Kevin Corcoran and Tommy Kirk. Yep. Um, and actually, Fess Parker's in this one too. I'm sure he is. He's uh, he uh, I don't is he their father? Or uh, he, he's yeah, he, he's in that movie. <laughs> but yeah, this this one, this one was a emotional gut punch. Yeah, oh, exactly. The sign of Zorro. Out of the night when the full moon is bright. Comes a horseman known as Zorro. This bold renegade carves a sea with his blade, a sea that stands for Zorro. Zorro, Zorro, the fox so cunning and free. Zorro, who makes the sign of the sea. I remember seeing this one. Um, they broken they broken up into two parts. Yeah. And they showed it in front of an animated movie when I was like six years old. And I remember really liking it a lot. I liked the way it was stylized. I kind of liked the, the idea of the character of Zorro. And then my next introduction to Zorro was Zorro the Gay Blade. So that all went out the window. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, I remember watching the sign of Zorro. But I also remember the TV show it spawned. Ah, yeah. that was on heavy rotation on the yeah, Disney Channel actually, too. Um, the the guy who played um, Don Diego de la Vega. Yeah, no, it was it was this and, and Guy Davey. Williams. This yeah, Guy Williams yeah. He he is 
you know, he's been, he's my Zoro. Alright. He's just, well, yeah, obviously there aren't too many other versions of Zoro. <laughs> but Bandera, no, he, he's Antonio just... Banderas, yeah. Yeah. Again, there's not too many other versions <laughs> of Zoro. George, um... Hamilton. George Hamilton. Do I need to repeat? Do we repeat? <laughs> but, yeah, no. But George I mean, Hamilton's a colonel now. But, no, I mean, the Zoro... He, he, he fit the part perfectly. Hmm. He was fantastic in that movie. Um. All right, now the Shaggy Dog. You ever see this one? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen the Shaggy Dog. I've seen its sequel, which we'll talk about that was, in a little that bit. Was, was that Fred McMurray? Yeah, it was Fred yeah, McMurray. Fred McMurray was a stalwart of the Disney movies. Yeah. In the yes, he was. He was. He was Kurt Russell before Kurt Russell. Yep. An old <laughs> Kurt Russell. But yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a fun movie. It, it's nothing... Particularly, well, you know, great. it's harmless. Yeah, it's a harmless. 50s There's a Disney harmless movie. cheap movies, you know, that were a step above like a Roger Corman, but you know, William Castle. These, movie. These, you know what these were? You know what these were? These were Saturday night drive-in movies. Yeah. You know, some for the for the take the you know take the family, get the kids to shut up for about two hours. Yeah, <laughs> this is this was this was an example. I mean, he's got a lot of these, but this was an example of a movie that. Well, Disney said, "Okay, just throw that into production so I can get money to make the animated ones." Right. Well, this, he, yeah, this is he did that with most of his movies. The, these, yeah, these. I mean, the Shaggy Dog is kind of like I guess you could describe as the Disney template, right? You yeah. know, of live action oh, yeah. movies. Yeah. You know, it was like this is this is what our movies are going to look like. This is what they're going to be about, and boom, and it's going to be a wedding at the cr- end, and just yep. wrap it out. Right? High concept. Let's finish this in two weeks, and you know, yeah. move on to the next yeah. one. Well, it, to be fair, it probably took him about two weeks to train the dog. True. Well, you just beat the shit out of him, and then he'll uh, he'll do whatever you tell oh, yeah, him. That's right. It was a fifties. Yeah, Mike, you want to bring up the next one because I know you put this on the list. Uh, well, so we're going past Dar- Darby Oak Hill. We'll be talking about. Okay. Uh, yeah, the uh, uh, Davy Crockett, uh, King of the Wild Frontier, and Davy Crockett and River Pirates. Davy, Davy Crockett, the man who don't know fear. Davy, Davy Crockett. King of the wild frontier Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee Green estate in the land of the free Raised in the woods so he knew every tree Killed him a bar when he was only three Davy, Davy Crockett, the buckskin pioneer Both, I mean, technically, they were mashups of uh, segments from the uh, Disneyland... Frontierland uh, movies, right? Uh, TV show, but it was still great. I mean, Fast Park is was a fantastic um, Davy Crockett. Uh, Buddy Epson, yep, was uh, uh, Russell. It, well, it, it, I mean, it, it pretty much these movies defined again. You know, it's like it's it's like Disney's curse slash superpowers. Take other people's stories, mm-hmm. make them their own. own. And make a whole mythology out of it. Well, considering too that David Crockett was a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. Well, he's well, the thing. He's a real person. You know, yeah. he's a very he's a real historical person who's got a pretty fascinating story. But his mythology really hit the ground. Well, because, I mean, because yeah, because he created the yeah. mythology basically. I mean, he, he they, they, there were a lot of tall tales around around David Crockett, right? And Disney just made them right. But I, yeah, outside, yeah. I, but but outside of I think he was. 
Kentuckian or Tennessean? Tennessean? Out of, out, out of where is this? Uh, born on the mountaintop in Tennessee. Oh, out of Tennessee. You know, I know that song. Yes, I do. He, he was not well known outside of Tennessee as a myth. Yeah. It was until when Disney popularized it that everybody knew who Davy Crockett was. Yeah. Out, he was outside of Tennessee. Nobody really cared about who he was. No. You know, to, he, for for. for for most people in the U.S., he was just another senator from, ten, you know, as a senator from Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, I mean, obviously, the the first one is the best one because it's 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 actually you know a, a yeah a solid story. I always prefer the second one because it's a little bit more goofy and he doesn't die at the end. All right. Which I'm I, even back when he, when I was like five, I knew that I preferred my heroes to survive. Survive, yeah. What you don't think you don't think dying gloriously at the Alamo is uh Well it wasn't really glorious, I mean they just were slaughtered. <laughs> True. Don't throw that to the people of, of Houston. Yep, exactly. Or San Antonio. Wherever, <laughs> whatever you wherever the Alamo pi- is. Don't piss on the Alamo. <laughs> and it doesn't have a basement. Right. <laughs> they weren't they weren't slaughtered, they died a glorious death. death. Yeah. Damn Texans. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move on to the swing in sixties here. <laughs> When, yeah, when, when, and, and of course, I'm thinking like swinging '60s, groovy man, Pollyanna. That's a good way to start off the ten. Yeah, exactly. Uh, was that the first Haley Mills? I think so. Okay. Oh God, yeah, it's it really it, it's all there in the title. Yeah, I mean, it, Pollyanna became it, 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 yeah, became it, a label. Yeah, for, for prudes. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a bad movie. It was just it was. I mean, it was a big hit for them at the time, though. Right. Of course, it was a big hit for them at the time. This movie cost nothing to make. Well, no, but, but I'm I mean, sure it was. You know what? I'm sure. I'm sure none of these movies, until you get into the eighties and nineties, were lo- money losers for Disney. Okay. Right. <clears throat> I'm sure they made money on pretty much every one of them. All right. Um, the absent-minded professor. Another Which, Fred McMurray. Another Fred McMurray. Always forget this movie's in black and white. This one. This one can kind of be considered a classic. And I introduce Flubber. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. I mean, obviously it's sixty special effects with the basketball game at the end. No, but it really shows with the all white basketball team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, he learned his lesson from, song, from the song of the South. <laughs> and we got to win the state finals. No, you're not. <laughs> you're going to nationals. No, you're good not. luck with that. <laughs> Um, it's been so long since I've seen this one. The problem is, it's been longer than it was since I have seen, fl- you know, less. I've seen Flubber more recently than I have. Never seen Flubber. Oh boy. Well, the the the, the, the Mind Professor hasn't really. I mean, it hasn't really had a lot of rotation lately. I mean, you don't see it. No. You know, I'm part of that. Was again, I think it was one of those things that, for cl- you know, for classic enthusiasts, it's one of the classics. However, for Kids, especially in the 90s, Flubber did, and we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, because the majority of the stuff in the 90s, believe it or not, will have Sunco stories attached to them. Um, the hell you say? Yeah. Oh, there's a big surprise. That's an incredible... I think I'm going to have a heart attack and die from that surprise. Well, I mean, the, the thing to consider is, considering how protective Disney is, is of all his properties, Yeah. it's not like you're going to see these movies outside of Disney-owned right. media. Mm-hmm. 
You're not going to see it on AMC. You're not going to see them on Turner, classic movies, or anything else like that. Right. But uh, we're getting uh, Disney Play next year. That's true. And um, they're, yeah, they're going to gonna have to fill up the, the... I'm wondering how many of these movies are actually going to pop onto it. Oh, my God. There are some, which I will be bringing up in a few minutes. I will totally watch the hell out of Oh, hell yeah. Um, hell, there's a few that we've already talked brought about that yep. I'm going to watch the hell out of. All right. The Parent Trap. Hey, you want to come to the commissary and get a popsicle with me? Can you only think about your stomach at a time like this? At a time like what? Don't you feel it? Don't you know what's happening? Don't you find it peculiar that we both look so much alike and have the same birthday? It's just one of those things. Isn't it? We've I, all I, seen The Parent Trap. I, really, I actually really enjoy this movie. My daughter loved The Parent Trap when she saw it. Uh, the original? Or the original, the... yeah, oh, please. Come on. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan bullshit. <laughs> um, Lindsay Lohan no one, is no one's uh, Haley Mills. No, no. And this is... This movie, first of all, when you break it down as an adult, these parents are awful. Oh, yeah. Oh god! Yeah. Separate your children. Oh, and let's not get into the uh, the stepmother or the stepmother to be. Yeah, <laughs> bitch. This movie also gave me a really unhealthy um, view of how I was gonna get my parents back together. It's like I gotta have a twin there somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> I must have really shitty parents to have a twin that I don't know about hidden away somewhere in some other. Uh, oh my god. Well, it's funny. Yesterday at work, I had to put something on to entertain the kids, and I put Despicable Me 3 on. And essentially, the story of Gru and his brother Drew is the parent trap. They were yeah. separated when the parents split up. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure that growing up, I had uh, I had a slate crush on at least one of the two Hilly Mills. Couldn't tell which one, though, right? Uh, I think it might have been the one with the short hair. All right. Um, yes, they both had short hair at the end. So. And the, yes, exactly. They had to cut their hair yeah. to, to look alike. All right, In Search of the Castaways, another movie that we just recently watched. I've, I've still never seen this one. Another Haley Mills movie, also with um, Marie Chevalier. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, this is one of those movies. I think this is based on a Jules Verne short story. It sounds like it. And um, it's about this girl and her brother who are trying to find their father, who... Um, uh, and who, who was shipwrecked somewhere. When did they get helped by the Ewoks? <laughs> <laughs> glad and, you guys guys got that. Yeah. And so they, 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 they get a, a, um, a Navy captain to take them pretty much around the world to find them. And there's some of like, these outlandish lands with giant vultures and of course, you know, giant are. trees that because of the flooding they have to live in for... And you know, for pe- weeks on end. And, and they then, have to deal with the Lilliputians. Yeah, it's, it's just a whole big mess. It is interesting, though, because... The land I, of the Lost is what it is. Right, exactly. <laughs> the weird thing about this movie is is that they actually, believe it or not, handle Maori um, traditions... Really? ...with some semblance of not racism. That's shocking. I know. I thought they didn't do that until Moana. Huh? No. Well, it was like, well, it, I mean, they obviously had white people playing them. Yeah, of course. But still, you know, it just seemed like... <laughs> you can't have actual ethnic people. Come on. Right. Um, <laughs> all right, Son of Flubber. I've never seen Son of Flubber. I have. I've seen it. I mean, it's been so long, I can barely remember yeah. it. I, I, I remember seeing it at one point, but that's about the limit. But again, but again it's, a, it's a typical Fred McMurray Disney movie. There's really yeah. nothing... Right. You know. Exactly. Um... 
But yeah, exactly. And I, I, I have no idea if it was in color or not. It's just again, I don't think it was. Um. So now the next movie we're going to talk about. I've never uh, seen that darn cat. I remember that. I've never <laughs> seen any of the next three movies we're going to talk about. Really? Yeah. Okay, actually, never mind. It's, it's the other cat movie that we have to talk about. Which you know what? I'll talk about it now, just because I have the thing up here. The cat from outer space. I remember that one too. Yeah. Friend of the show, Dave McLean, um, says uh, that he when he watched our video, mm-hmm. uh, Mike and I did a video last week on like all of these. We just listed them out. Yeah, I'm amazed we got it to a half hour. I'm proud of us. For I'm that. proud of us for doing that because I thought it was gonna be a lot longer. Yeah. Um, Dave enjoyed our reference to the cat from outer space. His dad's best friend from high school was a contract player at Disney in the '60s and had a small part in it. So we used to always watch it when it came on. Um, he believes it's an appropriate comment on its quality. It's a good movie to watch if a friend or family member was in the cast. <laughs> that's okay, that's one way to put it. Pretty much. That's how uh, we uh, we watch these things. Now, was it actually a cat from outer space, or was it a cat that went into outer space? No, it was cat, no, from, cat from, from outer space. Outer the space. cat was an alien. Okay, that just lost all semblance of reality. For yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I can't I, watch this movie now. No, it's not realistic no, enough. The cat was from outer space. The cat was from outer space. He could communicate through his uh, collar. Right. Um, which I always confuse with that darn cat. Because I always think that darn cat is the um, is the same movie, and it's not. That darn cat is just a cat that gets now, in the trouble. Now, the, the cat from outer space, is that the one with... Who was the main star in that? Oh, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it was Haley Mills, but Mike, you want to No, it wasn't Haley Mills. It was it was a female. It was a male lead actor. I want to say it's it's the uh, my uncle's a, uh, is a Martian, but it's not him. Oh, Ray Walston. Ray, no. Nineteen seventy-eight. Wow, what came out the same year as I was born? Ken Berry, Sandy Ken Duncan. Ken Berry, that's right. Harry, okay. Harry Morgan was in this, and Roddy McDowell. All right. Now, Ken Berry was the main Stevenson. was the main lead in the Herbie movies, wasn't he? Or he might have been. Ken Barry was on, uh, well, he's on Mama's Family, which is where I really know him from. Um, Mr. Ed. Right, yep. Wow. I, 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 I just pulled up what um, what the name of the cat, what his alien name is. Yep. Zunar J59 Doric 47. Of course. But we'll call him Stitch. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that darn cat, though, again, it's one of those movies I just confuse with it. Um, alright, now here's one. Remember I was saying that there's going to be movies on Disney Play I'll just watch because reasons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the first one, Monkeys Go Home. I have never heard of this. I've never heard of This easily sounds like one of those movies that would be on like Saturday afternoon on Channel 56 during their movie block. Uh, I, I, I'm just picturing uh, an orangutan riding in a truck with uh, Clint Eastwood, so. Oh, Okay. Wrong, wrong, wrong studio. Yep. Okay, and then the other movie with that, uh, The Adventures of Bullwhip Griffin. Yeah. There's ever been a manlier name than Bullwhip Bull, Griffin. I mean, that's a man's name. That's a man's name. That's a man, man name, but no, I've, I've not watched this movie. It sounds, like a, it sounds like it should be a John Wayne movie. You drink whiskey all the time. Actually, I've never had a Cosmopolitan, nor until I told my dad I loved him. <laughs> all right. We're going to park on this one for a little bit, The Love Bug, and all of its Herbie sequels. Like, Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo. Um, you know what? Herbie it, Goes Bananas. Oh, God. Gr- growing up, I enjoyed these movies. Obviously, I didn't really enjoy the last two as much as I liked the first two, because they were, you could tell it, 
even at f- even like five or six, I could tell, kind of milking this for all they're worth. The but only thing, the only thing, I still I, had some enjoyment. The, the only thing that I remember from the Love Bug movies was the Buddy Hackett was in it. <laughs> That's it. He was in the first, first one, first, yeah. first with, one with oh Dean, Dean Jones, Dean Jones, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, I, I think I saw that card on agency yesterday. Uh, now, permit me to inform you of the following. Uh, first, say nothing that would jeopardize your constitutional rights. Second, the minute that you get downtown, I would advise that you get a good lawyer. Shall we go? Go. But what for? On suspicion of grand theft. Look, now, wait a minute. There's something uh, uh, cockeyed about this. How did that little car get here? I share your curiosity. Um, you guys ever heard the uh, theory about oh, Herbie? The, 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 ghost is... the ghost of Hitler is inhabiting one of the Volkswagens, and that's what he is. He's he's a he's... love bug because of his love of hating Jews. <laughs> well, it is a Disney movie. Yeah. But um, boom. Uh, I I just know that I to this day I can't stand the Volkswagen Beetle because I think it's a terrible car. We had one. I love that car. My, until mom, my mom had my mom had one. We yeah, that, that, that was an '80s version of the Prius for me. Oh no, it was a '70s. It was no, the 70s. engine was in the back, Mike. Well, the yeah. engine was in the back, which means Actually, it's, a, it's a Porsche. And it, well, it was a it was a Sunday Porsche. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, my uncle had a 1970 Mustang Mach One big block that he traded in for VW Beetle. So wow. And, and to this when, day, and to this day, we still bust his nuts about when, it. Yeah, when did he go to the madhouse for that one? <laughs> we still bust his nuts about it. <laughs> no, I actually saw Herbie Goes Bananas at the movies because it had come out, and we I was at like a day camp, and it was rainy, so that's like okay, get in the bus, we're going to the movies. Okay, and what's available for all the kids? And you know, we got Herbie. Yeah, Herbie, Herbie Goes Bananas. bananas. This was 1980. It wasn't like it was, you know, <laughs> we were in the nadir of, of great animation or anything. Yeah. There were, there were laughs for a five-year-old. No. For a five-year-old, I was eight. <laughs> Get it right, Mike. All right. Well, well, I was five. All right. So I had some laughs. You right. didn't. The computer wore tennis shoes. That was Kurt Russell. That was right? Kurt Russell. That was Kurt Russell, yep. Apparently the last person that Walt Disney talked about before he died. I don't know if that's actually true. Well, they're trying to use that now as the, well, Kurt Russell's on board the rehired James Gunn thing, so maybe the, the board will listen to him. Yeah, right, okay. Yeah. When, when, what's the last Disney movie that Kurt Russell made? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Oh, that's right, duh. <laughs> and there's actually another one on our list, too, later on. <laughs> God damn it, Joe. All right. I know, I know. I'm slow. Okay, so... um. Let me get, Mike, you put on the Gnome Mobile? Yeah. All right, please tell me why you put the Gnome Mobile on there. Because that was another one of those, you know, we, we had the VHS. Oh. And we watched the hell of I mean, dude, the, the ending where you got, you know, the Bachelor Gnome soaped up and all the female gnomes trying to catch him. At, yeah, for like a, again, five or six year old, that was hilarious. Yep. The height of comedy right there. <laughs> you can keep your, you know, Three Stooges and. Yeah, Laurel and Hardy. I'll take the no mobile. Damn it, <laughs> Jesus. It, you know, it, it was a fun movie. It, you know, it had you know, kind of a cool groovy song. Probably about the no mobile. And Ed, I think I'm pretty sure Edwin was in it. Edwin. Yeah. All right. 
And if Edwin was ever in a bad movie, I don't know about it. <laughs> if he was, I don't want to live. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the big one. Yeah, we're going to park on this one for a bit. Mary Poppins. Now then, the qualifications. Item one, a cheery disposition. I am never cross. Item two, rosy cheeks. Obviously. Item three, play games all sorts. Well, I'm sure the children will find my games extremely diverting. May I, this paper, where did you get it from? I thought I'd tore it up. Excuse me. Item four, you must be kind. I am kind, but extremely firm. The last movie that Walt Disney really put his all into because he wanted... He wanted a best. He wanted um, a Academy Award, which, in which the author hated with all her. Guts. Oh, we're going to talk about that a little bit because they made a movie about it. Yeah. Yep. Also by Walt Disney Studios. A great movie, actually. Mm. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Disney Disney spent twenty years trying to get this movie made. Yep. So he wanted. He put his all into it. He won an Academy Award in the worst way, and he got it. And it was the last one he really cared about because he died like three years later. Right. This is. It's such a magical movie. It's, there's it's, nothing. There's really nothing you can hate about this movie. No, it's, unless you're it's, a particular host, uh, host of Collider Movie Talk. Oh fuck him! And he 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 doesn't hate the movie. He just doesn't think Ooh, it's Harloff. No, the host of Collider Movie Talk, Ellis, Mark Ellis. Mark Ellis hates this movie. No, he doesn't hate the movie. He just thinks it's Overrated. nothing special. No, he 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 doesn't put. He he had a list of the the top ten movie nannies, mm-hmm. and he said Mary Poppins wasn't even on his list anywhere near the top ten. Wow, wow! And I just but nanny fee was though, right? I think that was probably on all his right. Channel. No, I think his his top one was Christina Applegate. Oh yeah, okay. Because don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Exactly. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, this movie is. I mean, it's aged incredibly well. It's yeah. Still, it's still. It's still and very you watchable. Can, you can absolutely tell why. Um, yeah, um, Julie Andrews deserved her best, a- right. best actress uh, win. She won. For she this won. One. Yeah, she won best actress for this. Well deserved. Well deserved indeed. I think this was a you know it, it's great. My daughter loves this movie. Yeah, and I, it's, I'm not surprised. Right, and it's just it's it's beautiful to look at. I mean, Dick Van Dyke it's, is so good in this if movie. You, if you can get past his his accent. awful his awful Cockney accent, yes, it's. Is it sad that all I think I'm one thing about right now is the the parody they did on Family Guy, where Mary Poppins, the two kids are, Mary, we're so ever so bored. <laughs> so she opens up her blouse. Well, all that that's all well, fun and good, but we're still bored. <laughs> Actually, I'm, I, I tend to drift more for the Simpsons, Sherry Bobbins. Oh, Sherry, Sherry Bobbins, Bobbins yes. that was pretty good too. <laughs> but no, I mean. It, it's it is a, it's still a very magical movie. My, oh, ki- my kids love my well my daughter and, loves Mary Poppins. And I, I I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say this is the best soundtrack that the Sherman Brothers ever wrote. Yeah, you know what the thing is too is that because it doesn't sound like Sher- you could tell the Sherman Brothers from a mile away. Yeah. this one is very there, there is un- some Sherman Brothers. There, there are some Sherman touches to it, but it is. It I is was going to say the touches, their flourishes. Yeah. So, so, so how long did it take you to master super, fa- super fragilistic Oh, supercalifragilistic expialidocious. I got oh, it. Oh, oh, I learned that one. Like That was one of the first ones I learned. Oh, it, yeah. it, no, I, well, you know what? When I watched this movie, I was still kind of learning English. Oh, okay. So I had the hardest time <laughs> trying to... Um, 
You, and my shoulder right here if you want to cry. Yeah, Thanks. it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> and we're actually, hard. this is, we, we have our list of, of Disney movies that we need to watch before we go next year. And this is on the list as one of the live action ones we need to watch beforehand. Yeah, and, and we'll be getting into another movie that's similar, that, that, that's upcoming. Indeed. All right, now let's move to the Cokefield 70s. <laughs> okay. There are a lot of movies that we're not going to bother to talk about because they just leave no impression at all. Oh, In fact, they, I mean, you, you want to talk about shitting out movies. Even most they of the sh- movies... They shit out movies in Even the most of the movies that were written down here. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, I, you know, this was pretty much, they lost, they just lost Walt, yeah. and they really had no... They had no direction. Right. Roy, Roy was running the business, and he really had no clue what to do. Well, he's yeah. not a story man, and that's the thing. You know, Walt was hands-on with a lot of yeah. these things. Um, um, you, you, can, you can see, actually, that they tried new things with a lot of them. Right. Um, I almost feel like stuff like the Apple Dumpling Gang in their movies, those are made like, okay... Get them out in the theaters for a few weeks. See if we can make our investment back because they're going on uh, ABC next year. Right. Well, it wasn't ABC at the time. They didn't own ABC. They didn't own ABC, but ABC had the Magical World of Disney. That's true. So that was the thing is that they were just getting these movies out, try to make a couple bucks off it, and then put it on TV because that's the only way I've seen any of these Apple Dumpling movies. Yeah. That that was Don Knotts, wasn't it? Don Knotts and Tim Conway. I remember seeing the Apple Dumpling Gang. The Apple Dumpling Gang rides around, uh, rides again. The Apple Dumpling Gang gets the chair. Again, I mean, those, you know, they were all... they were harmless comedies. I mean, just I don't family friendly comedies. I don't really remember the Apple Dumpling Gang, but I remember the Apple Dumpling Gang rides again. Okay, I'm pretty sure I saw that in the Wonderful World of Disney. Yeah, I saw the Apple Dumpling Gang get the clap, but other than that, it was a <laughs> that's a mile a minute. Yeah. <laughs> the Shaggy Da. Now I always thought because I've seen I saw this in the movie theater. Uh, I I'm pretty sure I saw this one on one for all the days. Okay, the Shaggy Da. I always thought when I saw this in the theater, it was because it was like one of those things that they would just bring movies back, right? You know, mid seventies. You, you didn't realize it was. A I was watching it first run. Yeah, it was a first run movie at that point. Yeah. So yes, the Shaggy Dog becomes the district attorney and still is a dog because magic. Because you know, hey. We gotta make a movie. We gotta right. get make some money. Throw it in there. Right. Uh, Freaky Friday. Yeah. yeah. The original. Uh, the original Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster and who played the mother in that one? We'll go take a look at it because okay. I don't remember this. I remember this. this is like the first one I really remember. Like, like oh, I want to see that, and I didn't see it for like years and years and years and yeah. years and years. I'm pretty sure I did that one on um, yeah the the. Um, Disney Channel? Yeah, no, Wonderful World of Disney. Oh, Wonderful World of Disney? I, most of these movies, mostly 70s right. movies, but it was Wonderful World of Disney for me. Yeah, film adaptations. Barbara Harris. Barbara Harris, okay. Who oh, okay. just recently died, I think. I believe so. I believe yeah. Uh, Take a look. Yeah, got it. Uh, yeah, August yep. 21st. All right. Wow, so se- a week, a week one ago. A week ago, yeah. 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 Wow. Um... I remember this being a fun little romp. I can understand why they remade it, but yeah, it, you know, it was it wasn't a bad movie. It was it was entertaining. Body horror by Disney. Yep. <laughs> wasn't really all that body horror. I know, exactly. I know. <laughs> all right. Although that, that would give if if he, uh, Freaky Friday <laughs> by by the things yeah. John Carpenter by David yeah by David Cronenberg. <laughs> All right, now the first one I became obsessed with seeing, and I didn't see this until years later. I saw, oh my God. The Black Hole. Yep. This is the story to end all stories, Harry. 
a ship of robots and computers with this thing in charge? Not quite, Dr. Durant. Maximilian and my robots only run this ship the way I wish it run. How do you know my name? You were monitored ever since our sensors first detected you. Now, now, Maximilian, calm down. Don't pick on small people. He's such a nice little robot. He's harmless. I, I, I saw this. Remember seeing I cartoons. saw this on the Disney Channel. It was a night that my mom was working overnight. Yeah. So oh, jeez, you were. This must have freaked the hell out of you. I was like you. 10, 11 years old. Holy shit! It scared the shit out of me. Yep. Dude, Maximilian is freaking. Well, yeah. Terrifying. Well, the end also when you realize that he's just the embodiment of Satan because when it's they just, show him on the mountain with all like the flames and the. But not just that, but just the way the the movie was sh- the, the the movie was shot, the color palette that they used, very dark. Everything is very dark, and it's like, and and then just the the structure of the ship was just like this old, like Victorian era. It, it, it looked gothic. like ste- very yeah, steampunk. Very, yeah. very steampunky. Yes, but I mean, it's a very dark overtone, which makes it when Maximilian shows up is that, is that that blood red armor right, is right. that makes him much more striking. And yeah. then I mean, the last yeah, the last scene you see him in the in the in the mountain, but you see the eyes. The oh, guy's you, eyes. you see, yeah, you see. Um, Max von Sydow's. Yeah, Max von Sydow's eyes. No, Maximilian's shell. Oh yeah, I know yeah. it's 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 a common mistake. Um, yeah, uh, just in the armor. Yeah. yeah. And that was just, I mean, this movie is crazy because of how scary and just how, like, psychologically terrifying I, it is. I, I just remember seeing, I the only thing, the only image I can remember from this movie is um, Maxim, Maximilian killing uh, Anthony Perkins' character. Yeah, oh, oh my god. god. The, the blade right there. That, that is still one of the, I mean, one of the most violent, like, family film deaths I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, um... This movie, the, the funny thing about this movie is where it fails is in when they try to bring in the moments of levity. Oh, yeah. The with, stuff with, with Vincent and Bob. The Bob stuff is just dreadful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go, go back to uh, Blazing Saddles. Please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but then, I mean, like the crew of the, of the ship. Yeah. They're just like faceless, like, drones. Oh, yeah. When Anthony Perkins, like, pulls away the, yeah. that mask and it's just like, oh, God. Oh, it's oh! I, I I've seen it like twice, and I can't watch it. I can't yeah. watch it again. I I, I, I genuinely—that's the only scene I can remember. I, I, so I I don't remember anything of the movie. Like about that. twenty years ago, Anchor Bay got the rights for the video release of it. Oh, for the after video Disney release. lost it, yeah, and they actually put out a widescreen version of it. Wow! I actually own the black the the black hole on widescreen VHS. So wow. Joe, if you're ever looking for a full screen, you know. Not get that full screen cut up game scan <laughs> bullshit. Well, if you've got a VCR still working, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I just and I I had the action figures for this too. I had Vince. Weren't they the action list figures? No, they actually had more points of articulation than the Star Wars figure did. Oh wow! Problem is that they got really loose really fast because <laughs> they all had joints. Oh, and how about the uh, the head on on um, Vincent? Vincent, yeah, I didn't realize for months that his head actually popped up. They packed him. With his head completely compacted down. <laughs> it was months until I realized, oh, it pops up. Oh, there's his eyes. I thought it was like R2D, yeah. like the original Star Wars R2D2, where it's like, okay, his face just doesn't look like the movie face. Yeah. Until actually, until actually you started learning physics and science, I was actually scared that a black hole was like going to swallow us all. Yeah. 
It's a hell mouth, I tell you. It's a hell mouth. It's coming for us. Wasn't Ernest Borgnine in that movie? Yes, he, yes was. he was. He was the pilot. Oh. Yeah, Harry did, Booth. Did he make it out? No, he no. didn't. He died. Okay. He okay. tried to escape, and he took the. He was trying to uh, take the Palomino, and they shot it down. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So he died like a bitch. He pretty much did, yeah. And then he went on to tell his grandkid very scary stories. <laughs> um, bed knobs and broomsticks. I've got a soft part, spot in my heart for this. I don't know of anybody who doesn't have a soft spot in their heart for this uh, movie. Angela mm-hmm. Lansbury is fantastic in it. Um, Fred Tomlinson even came out. Yep. You know, the father from uh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, this is really the poor man's Mary Poppins, though. It really is. But it's still got good songs. They fight Nazis in it. How could you not like that? <laughs> and you know, they, in this day and age, more than anything, they even tried to do a uh, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious song with uh, prestidigitation. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good luck. I don't. I'm not. You know what, Mike? I'm not going to hold it to you. Uh, well, now I just want to look it up. All right. Bed nubs. Whoa. What? Here's a little tidbit. Did you? Black Hole was nominated for two Oscars. Yeah, it was. Lost both of them, right? Oh, yeah. Probably some better movie. <laughs> I mean, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, and that's one of those ones I didn't really watch until much later in my life. But I think I hadn't seen it all the way through until Autumn rented it. Back when you used to get Netflix DVDs. Yeah. Hmm? Oh. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, Substitutionary locomotion. Oh, okay, yep. What was this? Yeah, it was the Sherman Brothers. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, they did some songs for this one, but it was mainly, uh, but it was also Neil Bat- Bartram. All right, yeah, whatever. But, you know, it's it's a fun it's a fun song. It, it definitely it's it's a fun movie. It really is a fun movie. I mean, unfor- it just suffers from the comparisons of Mary Poppins, which uh, it's are, fair. Are, That's are a warranted. fair comparison. They're, they're yeah. warranted, you know. All I, right, I, I, and I, I honestly, I think they they were, I think Disney was just trying to recapture that Mary Poppins magic. And, yeah. They didn't quite have... Well, wasn't there for it. <laughs> wasn't there. Yeah, was, I mean, uh, the animation it. just looks clunky. Yeah. Because you're at that point now where they're in the recycling phase of animation, the Robin Hood phase of yeah. animation where things just got recycled all the time and the, the characters just look unfinished. I I always saw this animation as being very similar to The Incredible Mr. Limpet. Very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Because a lot of it was under the water anyway. All right. And then uh, finally in our list are the 70s here, Pete's Dragon. I'll be your candle on the water My love for you will always burn I know you're lost and drifting But the clouds are lifting Don't give up, you have somewhere to turn I fucking hate this movie. I do too. Oh I, my god, I, the kids can't yeah, sing. If, if, if there I is one I'm overrated... I'm not listening to the, to the kid's song qualities. I know he's not good. He sings seven. half the songs in the movie. But if, there if, are if this, good songs there. No, this is like the probably arguably the most overrated... Can, Candle in the Water. Candle in the Water is a good song. Candle in the Water that. is a fantastic Her song. bar scene, all right, where she does the dance in, in the bar, yeah. is so poorly shot. I actually saw a critique of it where, like, there's this great thing where she and two of the other guys are dancing on these barrels. The yeah. problem oh, yeah, is I remember that scene. they go immediately. Yeah. yeah, that would be a great visual on a big screen. It was. They go immediately to tight shots. So it's just like chest up. 
for the most of most of well, that. That was probably financial. It's I don't, whatever whatever it is. I just I'm with Joe on this. I think this is one of these movies Overrated. that I think the nostalgia overtakes the actual the, the actual quality of this movie. I I have no bones. I know that this movie is probably not the be- is definitely not the best movie of the seventies even for them. But there I I still the the message of the movie is good enough. Well, the the, the, the and, and I still enjoy the songs. Right. Especially, you know, if if you if you lose your man at sea, he will eventually come back because that's how that works, right? Well, because oh, yeah. an imaginary dragon will lead him home. Right, exactly. God, and this, this movie did nothing for redneck uh, <laughs> redneck rights. Yeah, yeah. Oh my no, god. Even 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 seeing watching it when I was a kid, I hated those guys. Yeah, they were just no. Let's pause there before we venture into the eighties and beyond. I don't know why we didn't anticipate this considering our topic was Disney-related, but as usual, when we have a Disney-related topic, we went a bit long. As such, this episode will be split into two parts. So if we haven't gotten to your favorite films yet, don't worry, for part two, we'll be up in about a week. So, until next time, announcer, if you please. Our story continues after these messages. Mr. Land, or aren't you accustomed to utensils? I'm indifferent to them.